right. All right. We're opening graves again. Heather and I are on a couch today. We are. We're together nice in person. In Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Clinking glasses. Yeah. I love it. That's the sound of our podcast. It really is. Um, yeah. So we were actually, it, this is a Sunday evening. We were mm-hmm. uh, at a party together last night and we were just like having a little download anyway. So <laughs> I, I think we, no better place to do it than and on publicly. the podcast with a bunch of our closest strangers. Hi. Hit it. What's yeah, up? You got some, right. some stuff to say. So- so we were both at Dan's party and then I left to go to Bar Sinister as one does, mm-hmm. um, which is usually like pretty neutral. Like I'm so like, I'm like alarmingly neutral about Bar Sinister, but yeah, it was like, a, a, you have a gargoyle. I have a gargoyle. <laughs> oh yeah. Speaking of gargoyles. Oh no. Oh no. Yeah. Competitive so, gargoyles. Okay. So, so Rocky, who is one of our DJ friends was working that night and mm-hmm. he was real drunk in a fun way. And so when I posted on our Instagram, the Roz Williams thing. Oh, for yeah. Cause yes. like April 1st, Roz Williams yeah, yes. death date. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I posted a little memorial, whatever. And he, Rocky just comes up real, real drunk. And is like, I can't believe you said RIP Roz Williams. You know, he wouldn't want that. He doesn't <laughs> want to rest in peace. <laughs> He wants to writhe. Exactly. Writhe in stress. And I was like, you know, you're probably right. I should. And I'm like, I really like, I went full like Rain Man and switched on. I was like, yeah, I should. I know. I should have said I'm setting 22 tables for the funeral feast. Satan is by far the kindest beast. Fucking no. Whoa. Yeah. This is like how our friendship is. You said that back to him. I did. I said that out loud. Okay. And 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 I was like, you know what? You're right. But I'm also right. Because he was a tortured person. He had a lot of problems. I do want him to rest in peace. So you know what? We're both right. It's it's kind of like telling a, a wayward spirit to simmer down. I know. I kind of want Ross Williams to simmer down. Simmer. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, so that happened. Cheers. And then also, oh, this is a very, my second anecdote is like real uh, LA goth scene oh, shit. Okay. Um, so we have, I'm going to give a little shout out to Matthew Setzer. Okay. Who is apparently in Skinny Puppy. I didn't even know that. Oh. Because I'm, that's how sort of out of the industrial loop I am. Mm-hmm. But he introduced himself to me last night. Wow. Um, it was really sweet. And I was really oblivious. I didn't know that he's like a person that matters. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I you do like, now. Yeah, he was, he was really sweet. And he was like, hey, like, I've seen you around for a long time. I found you on Instagram. It seems like you're up to a lot of cool stuff. So he's probably listened to the pod by now. So he's going to. Yeah, so I actually, I did ask him, I think, or maybe I just did in my book. Oh, um, oh that'd be amazing. Yeah, and we also apparently almost share a last name. <laughs> Do you? It's like, it's one letter off, yeah. Wow, um, okay. All right, things in common. But yeah, because I was so oblivious, I was just like, hey, like, cool to meet you. Remind me of your name. You know, he introduced himself. I introduced myself. And I didn't realize that I was, like, talking to a member of Skinny Puppy, which is good, because then I didn't act like he was cooler than me. <laughs> That he probably enjoyed that. <laughs> when did you, what was the moment that you found out? That, Today. Okay. Who told you? You looked Well, I know. Cause he followed me on Instagram. Oh. So I actually did look at his profile. And I was like, oh, you're in skinny puppy. Oh, oh, <laughs> you know what? I, I feel like those people appreciate that. I right? think so. So I'm actually like really glad of, that I was oblivious, but he was really nice. And yeah, oh, we're going to have well, great. Here. I can't, that, speaking of amazing guests. Yeah. So people we have that a real human guests are going to intimidate us by talking to, we have Marilyn. Marilyn Hendry, who is, uh, I 
Okay, so many people have a like fairy goth mother, so to speak. I don't really have one of those, but Marilyn is my magenta mother. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Hello, my beautiful ladies. Hi, Marilyn. I, I'm proud to say that both of you are actual real life good friends of mine. And yeah. I'm very proud of that fact. Marilyn, I have known you for over half my life. Oh, yeah, definitely. My, uh, have technically known your son since before he was outside the womb. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. I miss your face so much. I know. Me too. I miss going out and seeing you in person. I'm glad to see the two of you together, even though it's in, uh, <laughs> in, in, the, in the ether. Yeah. In the ether. Well, I mean, so obviously, like, first off, you, I know that you two originally met in the Rocky world, but I, we want to hear what we're dying to know is how did you find your way to Rocky? Oh, um, that's fun. You know, uh, when I started doing Rocky, I was in kind of a, a stale relationship. I had been with this person for five years. We were kind of like sort of engaged to be married, but he was really into himself and his sports. And, and he'd leave me alone on Saturday nights a lot to go do like the guy stuff. And so one Saturday night, I was living next door to my mom. And I said, let's go see Rocky Horror. And she's like, oh, I've seen it. I saw it in London. I was like, whatever, bitch. Can we just go? I just looked in the paper. That's the relationship I have with my mom, actually. And and we just found it. And um, it was actually my first gay friend at work was like, no, no, no. Don't go there. Go to the new art. Like, here, I'll draw you a map. And he pulled out a roll of paper towels and was just like, because we were working in Downey at the time. Okay, that's a 30-mile drive one way. Wow. And yet I, I became a member of that cast and I did that drive every single weekend. I was, I was doing, you know, I first, I joined the cast as, as a, a, a Transylvanian, which this little, uh, the little party goers, you know, yeah, the one with the bouffant. The gateway for cast members. <laughs> totally. But um, in that time, in the late eighties, Rocky was playing all over Southern California. Like you could just go to the La Puente you know amc6 and it'd be one of the movies playing there at midnight like song remains the same or rocky horror it's like oh yeah rocky horror (laughs) (laughs) that's beautiful and she was wanting to know how old were you at the time when you first went with your mom that's amazing i was probably 21 i was a late bloomer to rocky i wasn't one of those like sneak in when i'm 13 kind of kids you know like <laughs> but, <laughs> I did go with my mom also. Yeah. You also went with your 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 parents. Yeah. The first, yeah, my first few times. Smart parents. I know. Marilyn, if you you've met my mom, right? I think. Yeah, I met your mom. Uh I think when you brought her to Rocky. Oh, okay. That would make sense. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, did your moms have to go on stage as no, virgins? No. Oh, no, no, I definitely didn't do that. Okay. I didn't do it either because I kind of like saw what was coming, you know, and I was like, oh, I'm not doing that. Well, I was honest. <laughs> I did. We, I feel like the Rocky Horror in Newport that I was, whatever, that that's the one I went to, they were forceful about that and they knew who yeah. knew. Oh, Sins is very forceful. Okay. Yeah. Um, there was no, there was no, I don't do that. It was your own. No, stage. you're really not. Alone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. well, Sins has a very good way of fooling people into doing that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So, I won't we'll, give we'll it away. But, um, okay. It becomes yes. very obvious. 
Um, so you're talking about the Belvoa Theater, Heather? Yes. Oh, I used to go to that every Friday night. What? They, yeah, every Friday night. Why? Uh, because when I got like really hooked on Rocky, I went to to all these different one, anyone I could go to. Yeah. I, I didn't want to miss sins, but I'd go to Friday ones. Okay. There was one wow. Claremont. There's one at, at the Balboa. So the Balboa, I started going because um more often than not if i brought my magenta costume they'd throw me in oh my god like, that is amazing they called me actually they gave me a heads up they're like can you play frank tonight and i was just like <laughs> what <laughs> like i'm not a frank like oh my god and they're like it, by the way it's hippie night thanks bye I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you and i are both like magentas to the core yeah to the core like, yeah, you. like I did that bouffant thing. It was just just to get my foot in the door so I could be magenta. Yeah, I literally never played any other part. That was all I ever did. Oh, well, my first what they used to call <laughs> switch night, they threw me in as Rocky. So I played Rocky. What? I played no. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I was really good at it. I mean, I still know like the blocking and all that stuff. I could, yeah. I could like do it. Can we do a redo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also, so Marilyn's sister I know as well, and she played Eddie. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. It's all in the family. I didn't it, realize. Yeah, we, are, we are a whole little Rocky fan. Uh, yeah. My sister is much, much younger than me, but probably closer to yeah, she and I are age. age. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So do you believe that it's a gateway drug to the goth world? Absolutely, I do. Although in my case, um, my breakup with the old fiance and also having grown up as a metal kid, mm. um, it it's everything changed at once so that I was meeting a new crop of friends that were into whole different things. Right. Like okay. those, if I had stayed in that relationship, I would have been just like, just in that culture for a long time, probably. But you mean more in the metal scene? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I would have eventually grown out of it, but at the time we were just like, so into it. You know, my boyfriend was in a metal band, you know what I mean? Oh. And like, so we, when we just go see metal acts, like all weekend that's what we do so how did you uh yeah I've always wanted to ask you this actually like how did you find your way into the goth life and was it before or after Rocky was after Rocky it it came because of the people that I was meeting at the time or or people that were um roommates or people that I was just hanging out with more and more um there's it's I'm no stranger to darkness because metal has that. Not that I was into death metal or anything like that. I was into pretty much mainstream metal, like Judas Priest or Metallica or whatever. Rocky Horror has that element of darkness. Magenta herself has that element of voluptuous. In our first episode, <laughs> she's goth. Magenta is goth. She is, and she's like. There was this band called the Voluptuous Horror of Karen Black. I'm like, Magenta is like voluptuous horror. Like that's <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. Good descriptors. Oh my God. <laughs> and so it just came about like um, meeting people and like, you know, I'd meet those Rocky people. I'd live with some of them. Some of them would take me to Helter Skelter. And I was familiar with the venue of Helter Skelter because I was already going to their, um, the Stardust Ballroom for another club. My first club that I started going to ever was where was uh, it was called, before my time <laughs> it was called yeah it was way before I mean I'm I'm older you know so like e- yeah. I even started my my rocky my career late yeah. in life but um yeah I was going to a club called club 70s and then um on I think Saturday nights it was helter skelter and I was just like oh wow okay yeah this is totally different I don't know how to dance this 
I thought is kind of goofy actually, but I, it started to grow on me. The music, of course. Yeah. That is often the first impression I think mm-hmm. is that it's like, oh, people are real, real swishy and real serious. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're right. we are. Because, it's fine. Because this, <laughs> yeah. Because the 70s club was like goofy and you could be crazy, you know, and there was disco going on as well as like glam or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, very serious crowd. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind being a little pretentious. Right. Right. And a little pretentious that, that, that really kind of usually goes against my grain, but, um, I'm okay with those personalities because I know the reason for it is self-preservation. Yeah. And I actually, this is a thing I think we've tried to talk about before Mm. is that like, if someone's like saying something negative about like, Oh, goth is so pretentious or like the way that we dress or dance or behave. And I'm like, you know what? Full agree. <laughs> and like, that's okay. I'm not going to argue with that or deny it. I'm just actually okay with it. Own it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Owning it. Right. Good like, for I you. Can just take myself seriously and make fun of myself at the same time. We can, can exist. hold multiple views at once. Yes. <laughs> I what think if you- anyone, uh, if anyone thought that you are just pretentious, though, they really don't know a thing about you. They haven't even scratched the surface yes. of you. Well, that's true. I, that's I am true. a goofy motherfucker, but like people don't know that if like, especially in like my like go-go dancing days, like I didn't talk to people. I was just mm-hmm. like dancing really dramatically and visibly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, absolutely. And I didn't, didn't want to know everyone also. So I think there was sort of a floating opinion that maybe was exactly that and that, that's fine yeah i i can say that i had that opinion <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, i was literally taking a sip of wine and kind of spit took that well i i i mean and it, here we are I, yeah but it's i but Marilyn's absolutely right i did not know. <laughs> <laughs> that was i just got hit <laughs> i'm mad at myself and hit you i'm sorry <laughs> Oh, so that was, I think, my, well, first, my first recorded on the podcast. That's okay. Snort. I just did my old lady cackle, so we're even. <laughs> I just fully even. snorted and then I hit Heather. <laughs> it was a whole, that was a whole sequence. We just did a whole action sequence right then. It's actually really summed it all up. unfortunate that this is not a visual medium. I, well, I mean, it, it, it could be. Yeah, there is potential, but uh, no, no, I'm just, I'll just be honest. Like, I didn't know you, but I got the feeling like, that's why I didn't say hello to you. You were in the line next to me. Oh, at the yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, I can't, I can't say hi to them. Like they're, <laughs> they are, Reacted real you cool. know, the upper echelon of golf. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm like, kind of gives that vibe too, but he's like the biggest fucking nerd I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but once I got to know, like Marilyn said, like that, I'm like, oh my gosh, you are the least pretentious yeah. of any of, of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. to earth. And uh, no, I appreciate that. When did the two of you first meet? And did, did you tag team Agenda? Did you, <laughs> were you guys competitors? No, we were actually never okay. on cast at the same time. Okay. Um, and that's part of why Marilyn is my Magenta mama in the same way that drag queens have drag mothers. Like yes. that's sort of how I think of our relationship. Because okay. you were sort of like already retired, but you were running alumni nights. You were still very involved with. When I was involved in the cast, I was very much like the mother of the cast. Like really I was like, uh-huh. I was just like. And I was like know, an actual child at the time. But, oh, you were an actual <laughs> child. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, to be honest, when, when, if we had any overlap, I probably didn't know who you were because I really didn't 
no um, audience members. I really only knew my own cast. And like, I was, yeah, I was tending to their wounds. I was like tending to their every need. And there were so many, and there's a lot of drama and there's a lot of like administrative things going on, diplomatic things going on. So um, when I was in that role, like I was very much like the mother of the cast, but um, after I left, I left to have my child and then I was still around on the bulletin boards and yeah, the sins bulletin boards, and that's where like I met. Phase too. Mm. Well, but do you remember your bulletin board name? Because I do. Wait, was it not Swedish Fishnets? Yeah, it was Swedish Fishnets. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Which is also my live journal name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Swedish Fishnets. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and then it was through live journal, really, that I got to know you when uh, when you're writing. And I know you you get sick of me telling the story because you caught me telling it to people at clubs, and you're okay. like, oh, you're gonna tell them this again. It's like. Yeah, because I was like, okay, I'm a grown ass woman and I just had a baby. Like, why am I friends with this 15 year old or whatever? And I'm like, cause she's like kind of awesome. I love that. No, you do tell that story a lot, but it's really flattering. And I was just like, again, the visual media not existing. I was just like making a full, like, yeah. Because yeah. it is so her face. Sweet. And it really, because it, it also, it wasn't even only you. Like, I made, like, very age-inappropriate friends. <laughs> and like, we're friends. all fucking good people, and we're all still yeah. friends. Like, nobody was actually being a creeper, and I'm really, like, uh, proud of us. <laughs> I would say that's a gray area, but okay, let's go with that. <laughs> yeah, there's stories there. I mean, I understand where you're going with that, but I have a positive reflection about those relationships, even though if I saw that happening now, I'd be like, well, that's fucked up. I understand. And I'm the same way because I was a teenage girl and I always dated older guys and I, I had no problem with it. I had no problem uh, exerting my boundaries. So yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't, I was not taken advantage of in any way, but uh, someone looking on the outside would say, yeah, you did. Oh, I know. And it's, and if I saw exactly my life story playing out for somebody else that age, I would be like, oh no, full red flags to terrible back, Mm -hmm. back away. And yet that was so not my experience, like not my emotional experience. I understand that. Yeah, I do. I understand that. I know. Weird, right? The gray areas. (laughs) So when did you transition to goth only? Well, no one's only anything. Marilyn's a huge hippie still. Well, I, no, I just, I don't mean like as a descriptor, but when did you leave Rocky and move and like, and mainly mm. go to the club? Oh, my, my goth, um, the beginning of my goth phase was when I was fully immersed in Rocky, okay. but I've always been a goth hippie. Like you could find me at Helter Skelter. Uh, no, I, I take that back. Not Helter Skelter because that was on Saturdays. Oh uh, yeah, Rocky on Saturdays. All the Saturday clubs, like uh, you're, you're that's out. why I didn't go to Bar Sinister until like maybe 2010 or something. <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. And, and what was the one that Jason Labbitt used to do at the El Rey? He, I would see him oh, at Jitter. We we just run oh, into each other with a gaggle of of drag queens each and go, Jason. Oh, I can't go to your thing. He's like, I can't go to yours either. But hi, there's Kevin. Kevin 13 or Resurrection. Yes, Kevin 13. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a goth hippie. You know, we have uh, there's a lot of hippie songs that like have that dark mm-hmm. over. Oh yeah, them, right. Season of the Witch. Yeah, you're kind of secretly a deadhead too, right? <laughs> I was I was touring with the Grateful Dead in my Rocky yeah. Horror days. If if I took off a week, it was because I was like in Sacramento or something or <laughs> Vegas with the light. Yeah, with the Grateful Dead. 
But listen, it. Paint It Black is a is a oh, yeah. song. There's oh, like that. Velvet Underground songs that yeah. are, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, Velvet Underground was one of my gateway bands too. Like before I, I would anything. Oh, absolutely. Bands. I was full Bowie, Velvet Underground. That was like it. <laughs> like Wild as the Wind by Bowie is really like, not dark, but like oh, ethereal, yeah. sensitive like that. Um, I would say the, even the Beatles have a, a goth song that that's called um, uh, Tomorrow Never Knows, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Beatles have a few. So I actually was raised with the Beatles because mm-hmm. that's like my mom's favorite band. So before I even had my own music taste, that was kind of what was around mm-hmm. in my life. Um, yeah, there's a few that mm. are. <laughs> I can't, I'm, not, I'm, I'm thinking Blackbird, but I mean, that's more of a, a lullaby. But I think, I don't know. Why don't and we the, do it in the road? <laughs> There's the guy. <laughs> there it is. Just because we the fucked. end by the doors is like oh very, god, the doors is wow. very dark. Yeah, there's so much. Yeah. And I was even gonna say Pink Floyd. I feel like Pink Floyd is like depressed. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's got something there. Yeah, all is full of dystopia. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, so there was a time yeah. when I was going in the in the mid 90s when I was like seeking out goth clubs that weren't on Saturday nights that's kind of hard thing to find but um yeah um my big gateway thing was stigmata for sure because that was Friday nights and I never missed it and perversion came right after that in 95 so right and that was perversion was my first like main like I feel like you and I probably outside of Rocky that was our club crossover was yep absolutely and I have pictures from the, one of those early times when Sally <gasps> first started DJing there and Send we all showed up to support and I will put them on the Instagram oh good <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's like the main function of our like podcast Instagram is like weird embarrassing flashbacks yeah bring them over talking about the episode so bring them over. all right shit. <laughs> I got it I got it <laughs> yeah I was like talking about my like origin thing and it was with Sally from like our Rocky roots like Sally and Chris yeah absolutely yeah yeah I remember that night Chris was there too yeah oh my god yeah shit wait and I hadn't been out for a long time um I when I had my child I pretty much thought I was giving you know I was leaving right. that life behind spoiler alert I did not leave that life behind <laughs> <laughs> no no you didn't when my kid was older, you know, like old enough to like, okay, like mom's going out for the night, you know, dad's here to worry about it. Um, yeah. I started going out again. Yeah. You were out pretty regularly for like, you know, many, many years. You're yeah, many. how I met Todd also. Oh, yeah. So. I was my like very close friend and also employer for many years. Mm. <laughs> well, speaking yeah. of origin stories, how I met Heather was, I was um, just going to say, <laughs> do you I remember heard- I do. It was after a warlock. We all went yes. to Piper's. Oh yes. my God. And with, Marilyn, with Marilyn and Todd. Marilyn oh, and Todd. Todd. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Cute. A group of us went and that, yeah, that was the first, but I'd always seen you out. I didn't know you like this one over here, but like, yeah, I'd always seen you out. That was the first time we had a conversation. We all had, we all had gotten like eggs and pancakes after Piper's yeah. uh, or after warlock. I think that's the only time I've been to that place. It was really interesting. I liked it. It's a weird spot. I live right near there now. Is oh, yeah. Open? Yeah. I, oh, oh, it's fucking there. <laughs> it closed over. It, yeah, it was oh, pandemic. It, yeah. Closed, but it's back. I don't right. know if it's 24 hours still. Yeah, I'll never forget that, Marilyn. Of course I remember. Yeah. I don't remember anyone else who was there except you, Todd, me, and the person who invited us. Right, right, right. It was Christian. Right. So Yeah, Christian. I feel like oh. there might have been other people. There was a group of us. 
Yeah, it was a yeah. group. Maybe it was uh, maybe it was Crystal and Seth. I don't know. Mm, I don't think so. Sure. It might have been um, Rita. She oh. might have been there. Was was it her? I don't know. I don't we'll know. never know. <laughs> yeah, that's when I that's when I remember us first talking. Was then. You know, when you go to these clubs, you see the same faces all the time, and you get to a point where you're like, "Oh, I finally met you!" Right? Oh like in, in, with everybody. This is such a recurring conversation. We've talked about exactly that with, I think, every guest we've had so far, because it's such a fact. And like, it took us, we realized we've been friends for about seven years, which sounds like a lot, but in the scheme of like all of our golf club lives, it's like fucking nothing because it took yeah. external events, like not the clubs to become friends. To get like, to know each other. We're like yeah. fucking weird. It's like a herd of cats who like don't want to actually like become a pack. <laughs> yeah. and, that, and seriously like I remember seeing Marilyn out I didn't know you and then finally I got to know you and that the rest is history yeah but Mayor like are you do you want to I, I would love to tell our listeners what you do I think I think what you do is amazing as a cuddlist uh as a therapist as a healer do you want to talk more about that yeah, well, uh, what I, I can't really say what I do is uh, therapy because that oh, is a um, certified like profession and a licensed okay. profession. But what I do is um, definitely I use touch as a form of healing on people, uh, both doing Reiki and as a certified cuddlist. So mm-hmm. uh, the last couple of years have been hard. A lot of my work is in person and very, 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 very close up. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, I've had to uh, kind of put it on the back burner, but I'm, I'm still here. I'm still, I'm still doing it. I still, I still even have an office right now, actually, but I'm just Mm -hmm. not working. And, um, it's amazing. It's just like very, very rewarding. You know, I'm also, I'm an intuitive life coach. So that's something that I do with people in person. I, I, I put them into meditation, you know, I help them through that kind of way. Um, it just depends on where that person comes to me through, through Cuddlist. I have a very specific, um, um, program of how we do things. So those things don't bleed together, but I do all these, I just wear a lot of hats. <laughs> yeah. And one of them is the witch hat. Oh, uh, the witch. <laughs> nice hat. transition, Heather. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I, I just, <laughs> oh, 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 oh boy. This is a new, a new sound effect we have for our podcast. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I, um, I don't think that for me, Rocky was a gateway to witchcraft. I think Renfair was. Oh, okay. Makes Phoenix and Jethro Tull were part of it. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Jethro Tull. Nice. Nice. But there is such a huge overlap also between the Rocky communities and the Renfair communities, probably even more so than the goth scene. Oh, and the kink communities. I mean, we yeah. can make Venn diagrams all Oh, I know. Day. I love a Venn diagram. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I know an aspect of, of witchery is part of the goth world. Do you, like, how, if you don't mind me asking, um, for the sake of conversation and the sake of people that are curious, including myself, how did you come across that realization and how does it, does it fit into the ritual of going to a club? Does it fit into the music? Does it fit into a mindset? What, what, like, tell us more about, 
identifying as a witch? I think that some of my um, book learning as a witch has helped me to be around people who go to goth clubs that are energy vampires or that are using some kind of facade to um, manipulate or get their way. So um, it's easier to kind of spot that kind of person when you are, when you can feel their energy or when you you know, I, I try to shield myself a bit before I go to golf clubs because there's just really all types there, you know, like you, of course, and they're not all like, um, they're not all with good intentions. Mm-hmm. So I'm such a Scully, like this is our, like we're a Mulder mm-hmm. and Scully pair. So my question, I guess, is like, what's the difference between just like having empathy, being an empathic person and having to set boundaries for yourself? Like, what is the difference between just that and the witchery aspect. I think everyone should learn how to shield their energy so that they're not um, just being uh, drained. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you've ever been around a person that has the capacity to drain your energy. And if you're an empath, you are more likely to attract. Um, yeah, I have like um, not just psychopaths, but narcissists. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sure I don't need to tell you any of your mom's a therapist, right? Like an actual My therapist. My mom is a therapist. I have right. like a problematic level of empathy that like, even though I don't, I'm not as like spiritually leaning as both of you. Um, just having that like empathy sensitivity, I have to be really aware of it and like sort of consciously guard myself. Mm. Right. You know, it took me a long time to, um, I'm not sure if this is related or not, but because I'm a very honest person, it took me a long time to figure out that a lot of time people are just lying to you. Ooh, I still and, have a hard time processing that yeah, fact of life. I'm yeah. really, I have not fully That's come to terms difficult. with that. <laughs> That's a difficult one. I'm, I'm very mean what I say and say what I mean. So if someone says something to me, I take it as gospel. Not that I, really I, I do. Gospel. Oh, I'm constantly called on that. We're, we're all too genuine. <laughs> Fuck us. Yeah. <laughs> too honest. <laughs> it's usually someone else who's much more pessimistic than me that goes, you know, they're full of shit, right? And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> Well, was, that makes more that sense time. than how I was trying to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it makes me feel that if that's my biggest flaw, then that's okay. You know, like, because I'm, yeah, yeah. I agree with you on that being too genuine, <laughs> too yeah. honest. Um, you can use your empathy, you know, you can, you could do something with your writing that, that you, where you can encourage people and you can help people with your empathy. Yeah. And that's protected. I, pre- I appreciate boundaries. that. Yeah. I mean, that's also why, like, as you might be aware, my sort of external persona, which is also my writing persona does come off really cynical on purpose because that is the shield. And that's like, yeah. the thing I've cultivated. Temple. Of yeah. No. Yeah. The, <laughs> temple of the temple of no, <laughs> all my nope memorabilia yes. shirts. <laughs> no, I get it. Yeah. But like Marilyn, ha- you also have this like, healer aspect of you I think which yeah. is more than it, just somebody with empathy which I feel like feeds into your whole like identifying as a witch and witchy and whatever I mean whatever stigma that Im- implies like you have you have a lot more going in that direction than somebody who just like is an empath I just remember like even just like helping me through when I, you know, was trying to do some things in order to clear energy and to attract more things. And like, even just the visceral, like pee around my yard. <laughs> 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 like, 
I, I claim my, my <laughs> homestead. I'm sorry. You went full cat. Mountain? Not me. Oh, wait, what? I love you. <laughs> wait, this is news to me. No, but more than that. I, if you want to talk about it, it's up to her. She this doesn't really speak to the empathy part, but the part about um, using uh, your feminine, uh, your feminine blood as sigil or as a boundary or as so you know when you own land uh, as I have I like to check the border now and then and I like to claim it so there's a way to do that I don't make blood anymore but you know (laughs) (laughs) but I have definitely used my blood to mark to mark what is mine and my boundaries and you know that has to do with those that are outside of my household which I also mark so Mm -hmm. I like that. Oh, it's so interesting. You got to put that in your deed when you sell. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> right. Do I have to disclose that? I probably, yeah. Oh, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> there's, something, there's something very like vampire lore about that, about, um, it, totally. I don't know. And also very biblical. That reminds me of like the mm-hmm. Passover story of like the very Passover. doorway with lamb's blood. I understand that. I understand that. Yeah. that that story. Um, but I think, um, for me, um, just the divine feminine and just supporting women, just being as supportive as possible to other women is very important to me. So if, uh, if a woman I know is having a problem and they, if I can help them in any way, I will do that. You know, we have to support each other. Mm -hmm. We, we have, we're not in competition with each other. We have to support each other. There is enough for all of us. Yeah, I've actually had a very positive experience with that in in the goth community, which I think isn't necessarily true across the board. I know others have different things to say about that, but that has been my personal experience. And I think you've been a large part of that. Oh, thank you. Thank you yeah. so much. No, I uh, a few people have told me they thought that I was the ambassador for like the club sometimes because they, they often say like, you're the first person I met. You just came up and introduced yourself when I was <laughs> a bar or something. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> there's derek he's the mayor <laughs> oh my god derek is like the silent mayor yeah <laughs> i love that he's, he's a yeah, good conversationalist he's so, like he gets a little shy when he's like in a like large social setting so i i really do want yeah yeah but one-on-one he's he's fine he's a good conversationalist yeah he's a good yeah. one hey mayor yeah what is your darkness oh god so my, my whole thing is like, I feel like a lot of us drawn to this sort of world and scene. Oh God, I said scene. Drink. Um, uh, like there's something within us that I, I feel I could be wrong, could not be, that has led us to whatever this is. Do you, do you agree with that? I guess darkness could be, tra- could be translated as trauma. Yeah, that or, was how I was trying to use like therapist lingo to translate God right. lingo was like, what is your darkness means like, what is... To have an affinity, to have an affinity for this sort of a world. I think it's trauma and sensitivity. There it is. Right? Yeah, it's a combo. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you have anything that you necessarily point to, or do you think it's cumulative, or is it is it mainly rocky, or is it that X that went out on Saturday night? Like what? So that was only a hundred questions. Yeah, I'm gonna (laughs) get some water, and then you you process. Okay, so being drawn to the darkness of the goth community, for me, it all begins with sadness. 
Uh-huh. And as a child, I was depressed. I was sad. And it's just in my nature as a cancer, we feel things more oh, you're a uh, strong, strongly than so. Yeah, I feel like I was always drawn to like the sad songs, the ballads. And when you're able to like, hear that, and like, you can't just ignore that you have to move through it. And you have to kind of like indulge it. Yeah. So when you're dancing in a dark room to that sad song, it kind of helps you to relieve that. It's not like you're wallowing in it and, right, and right. staying in it. It's like you're getting through it. It's like I a dark forest. It's like a dark forest. And this is an imagery that I use a lot when I'm with clients. It's like, you can't go around that dark forest. You have to just get through it. Yeah. And then you'll be on the other side. Yeah. That was very fucking well said. Mm. Yeah. That's wow. a, yeah. We agree on Thank that. You. Yeah. It's like moving poetry. It's it's there's something about it. Yeah. And moving through oh. it. Yes. Moving through poetry. Oh, I love, I love the way both of you do that. Yeah. We do the poet mm, thing. We do. I wish I had any kind of musical talent to add that layer, but I don't. Oh, I <laughs> of whip out poetry? a trumpet. You're a good poet. What are you talking about? Oh, no. Thank you. She's no, I, I have yeah. confidence as a poet. I just went, I said, I wish I could Music. have a, any kind of musician leaning. Oh, I see. That I, I for sure do not have. No, do you I'm, sing? No. Okay. Hard no. Hard nope. All right. Heather, do you sing? I can sing along with people. Um, I prefer that way, like a harmony or like an alto to your soprano. Do you, do you karaoke? I can. I have <laughs> karaoke. She used that as a verb. I will, yeah. what? I said karaoke. Like Does a she verb. karaoke? <laughs> I do not. I did it once so that I could say that I did and be fucking done with it. Oh, I, I do. I, I had to get really drunk to do it. Marilyn will love my karaoke song. It's me and Bobby McGee, Janice. Wow. Oh my God. That's, <laughs> we sure That's love Janice for sure. Gotta, gotta, you know, gotta pull in some Janice. Yeah. Yes. Janice. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, that fits. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, Marilyn and I have this like classic rock love together. Yeah. We, we bond about that where she was just like, are you sure you're your age? You're older? She thinks I'm older. Which maybe, you know, I've earned that. Well, we're old souls. Old souls. But I love, we, I mean, I love music in general. So I love all types of music. As yeah, you know. right. Yeah. Okay. As you know. <laughs> I do know. <laughs> so you guys, so you guys, we worked at the, what is your darkness thing? Yeah. What, like- what keeps you coming back to the, to the subculture here? Oh, community for sure. I love, even though you <laughs> still see the same faces all the time and you're not likely to meet someone if you're single as I am, but, um, He's having a euphoric experience. She didn't snort though. Yeah. I want her to <laughs> snort in euphoria. Try to That's going to happen. Contain myself. Cause Marilyn, you're basically saying the same things that I have said on our previous recordings and it's making you really happy. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. The community factor. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that like, you can't find this anywhere. And the fact that we're all in this together and we interrupted you. you yeah. We understand that. each other though. We understand each other. Like no one else understands us. I'm sure my neighbors see me leaving here on a Friday night or something. And just like, what the hell? Like they never see me like that. You know, <laughs> what the hell is where doing? is she going Like in fishnets or whatever? Like she's not even, she's like, how old is this chick? Like 50 something? What is she wearing? You know? <laughs> Who yeah. gives a shit? Yeah, you you still corset up. Oh yeah. I do. Yeah, I corset up. I fucking yeah. stopped corseting on the regular when I hit 30. I couldn't handle it. 
Uh, I'm sure you can handle it if you wanted to. If it was important, you would, but I do it for the poetry brothel, but I can't do it for like regular going out because I actually realize I have less fun because I'm like so aware of it. Mm. Okay. Well, there you go. You got to have fun. Yeah. I I feel naked without it. I try, I try to go to some clubs without a corset and I'm like, it's like my thunder shirt, you know? Yeah. yeah. There was a time in my life where I did actually feel exactly that way, but then like it was like in my twenties. I I don't know. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of respect for that. I sincerely do. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's fun. I love it. So, um, what do you see for our our fair world? Do you in Los Angeles? Do you see it thriving forever and ever? Do you? What's your plan? It, what's it your seems plan? like we have some trouble with venues, but this subculture is going to continue on. I feel like there's going to come a time when we're going to have to be paying more than we are now though. And Mm -hmm. so we're going to have to, we're going to have to decide whether this is going to be worth it for us because you know, your regular Hollywood clubs, they're spending like a hundred, two hundred dollars a night just to go out, you know, That's like we psychotic though. Like yeah. I, can't. I know it is. I yeah. know it is. But like we our have... Wednesday night club, which is my favorite, yeah. is free. It's I know free. That's amazing. <laughs> I, I would love for that to continue. And as soon as I'm able to participate again, I will. But yeah, um, I miss you. I miss you guys too. Um, so right now I'm not I'm not going out. I'm not really seeing people at all because my my son is homesick and I don't want to be around yeah, yeah. any other any other mouth breathers just yeah, kidding that makes, that makes a lot of sense <laughs> respectable yeah the the community is going to continue and the subculture is going to continue because there's demand for it um we just yeah. have to we just have to put that you know put a priority on it because yeah it might cost us a little more in the future I mean, i think we were talking about this recently too and i'm curious about since you have like been here longer than i have that like people will often sort of go on these diatribes about like like goth is dying, goth is dead, goth's undead, whatever the fuck. <laughs> um, but I think it really seems to be just a full continuous ebb and flow, which is like, if you're going to have a long lasting subculture, which has been here since like the early eighties, like it's not going to be consistent. Right. Consistency. So like, I'm assuming you've noticed that happen. Like this isn't new because of COVID or because of changing fads or opinions or whatever. Like it's always been an ebb and flow. Yeah. I mean, we uh, are lucky because we, we oftentimes have um, multiple things to do on any given night. And that's, you know, that's a rare thing, but we, we still have all these choices. So it's a good problem to have. It is a good problem to have. Yeah. And one of the things that I was wondering about, like, if you and I, if all of us should plug our venues or not plug our venues, it's kind of a question because, because at the same time we cherish what we have and we kind of like the intimate gatherings that we have, but at the same time, we also want to support them financially, spread the word. If people are interested, like I'm always, I'm always up for the next generation. I know a lot of people oh, yeah. aren't no, I, per I'm, se, I'm very... as long as people are genuine about it's not a science experiment. Right. Or like, it's not a tourist not attraction. A tourist attraction. Exactly. Oh, the tourists, they, they, they have sometimes become very annoying and it's, it's like, they're there to make fun and not to try to well, that's have my, fun. That's my yeah. grievance with Bar Sinister is that it yeah. is too Hollywood. And I've had actually to come to the <laughs> conclusion 
an acceptance, this sort of like Zen acceptance that like, it's okay that Bar Sinister actually is not for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For other people, like I'm there for reasons, for life reasons, but it's not oriented toward my personality and taste and that's okay. I don't have to be mad about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It actually is for people who are trying to learn about the other, the dark, the quote unquote dark side and like want to watch some fucking suicide girls go go dance. No. <laughs> and I appreciate a suicide girl, but yeah, not, no, it's not when you have a bunch of gaping pervy men standing on the dance floor. Well, I, was, well, I was there watching that last night with drooling <laughs> and interrupting you while you're trying to dance. Uh, right. Oh, I can't right. dance at the I don't do that. I know. But that anyways, was frustrating. But Bordner's on a Wednesday is my favorite day. True. And I was going to say, like, you know, the, for the LA Dead world, um, yeah, that's, LA I think that's a favorite of mine. And it's a niche. It's a niche uh, music. If you like different facets of the goth world, it's not just one note, which is the same time the our as we've talked before like we're our our group we love the old anthems but LA is kind of braver in their segregated like this is for this you know type of music and then we have disco necro for the nostalgia we have disco necro for the nostalgia we have warlock (laughs) which was my favorite oh yeah I know (laughs) because I am like nostalgic for before my birth last week I'm a person. I know <laughs> you should take a field trip every now and then. I know. I, should. I also don't like Grand Star. Who does? Exactly. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but I'll take it. I'm there for the music. Yeah. But then we also have, let's see. I mean, I don't know. I just, to give people all alternatives, we have Blue Mondays on Mondays. And, and that's, that's not goth anymore. It's not goth, but they sometimes have a goth patio. I don't even think they do that anymore. They don't do that? Or maybe they do. I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I'm just trying to help. Um, <laughs> There's also Cities, which is, um, what's it called? Bar. Breakfast Club. It's Bar. Cesar Chavez. It's East LA, I think, considered. Yeah, um, East LA. East LA, if people want that. And that's more of a synth night, dark synth. And that's if you want DJs showing off their mixing skills. <laughs> no, oh. It's like, it's, see, that's the thing. It's like, I know. Thanks for laughing. You're welcome. But so much mis- mixing. Wow. There's a lot of mixing. You'll get 30 seconds of your song and then they're going to mix into another song. <laughs> I hate it. And I hate it too. But if you would like that, it's dark synth. Um, there are some goths that go there. It is considered a gothy night. I've never been. Yeah, um, I have. It's a packed dance floor. So bring your dancing shoes. You always do. Um, Sensible oh, God. I'm never going to live that down. No. <laughs> um, and then what else do we have sometimes what do we have we've got from studio 84 oh yeah randy's clubs we gotta go yes studio 84 it's he goth does prom. it's goth prom um it's a v- at a vfw i call it the grunion the good called <laughs> the gudgeon in burbank no one can spell and it the alternative is there yeah the, the alternative, alternative is also there and there's say. that's yeah. a nice mix of uh of goth and there's some punk in there and then or sorry, post-punk. And then there's, what else? I don't know. What else we Some got? Exists. Oh, there's, there's shit that happens that I like, don't, I'm so just like, I don't know in the board. Oh, like, Noctis. Noctis, Ray and is it, uh, they moved. Oh. They're going to be at a new venue. The Lash does some cool shit once in a while. Yeah, the Lash Randomly. does. I can't keep track. I, yeah, I that's know. all I got. I think, and, and then the Catch One does numerous things. We that don't I know. Don't go to. 
Yeah, I, I'm hearing things about venues in Downey and venues in Maywood for these smaller get togethers. I've okay. heard about some of that shit. Because there's also like, oh, God, like some cool stuff in like Long Beach as well. Like yeah. since release, the bats stopped being monthly. That's mm-hmm. just, like Long Beach Death Rock crew has been doing random stuff. Alex's bar but, did, yeah, Alex's does a bar. goth night, mm-hmm. but it's Wednesday nights. Yes, I'm it's not like, gone. Can people, <laughs> can people just divvy them yeah. up? Please. And like the yeah. really used to have really good goth nights. Mm. So I don't think that that's a thing since post pandemic. Mm, gotcha. The mm. Redwood. Is that the pirate bar? Yeah. <laughs> I was just there. I was just oh, there on Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that was a, like, part-time punks was a really fucking good one. Oh yeah. That was, that and was I also another. Back no, I don't think they're back either. either. In the Echoplex. I had a lot of like live bands and like, that was like our local goth music like like band scene was mainly yeah. featured through the echoplex i missed that yeah as i met davy oh nice yeah. okay well as the old goth in the room i would just like to say r.i.p the probe it was like yeah. the best venue that was where stigmata was right yeah a lot of clubs were there um uh just so many i can't even what yeah. streets was that on i feel like a 836 north highland not that anyone knows. yes <laughs> yes it. i have been there also, yes. RIP the Ruby. That was my yeah, yeah, the Ruby. Yeah. Although, if you stayed long enough for the lights to turn on, holy shit, oh, was disgusting. that like yeah, sh- you don't want to be disgusting. The walls there. were gross. The carpet was not even. I don't oh, think you're what carpet. The dragonfly used to look like. Oh, that was yeah. the worst. <laughs> the bathrooms at the Dragonfly where you'd have to put a piece of toilet paper because there's a hole in the wall. Yeah, lead out into something else. Where I was like, yeah. Oh. That was my least favorite venue. I love the I know. Plot. I know people yeah, love it. divisive about this. It's, you want to dance was, on cement? Because it was I don't want to like, dance on it cement. It was only perfect for Miss Kitties and Disco Necro. Because Miss Kitties was like drag trash. Oh, I went to yeah. Miss Kitties. And Necro was like fucking post-punk trash. Yeah. And like death rock mm. shit. Like, yeah. It was just like crawling into the gutter. Yeah. 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 Like it was the gutter. It was fucking It great. was no swish. I, there was no swish. There was no swish. But I, I don't know, I still switch to post-punk. Oh. <laughs> I'll and take the patio, how huh? the patio would go back in time, like it would start in the 80s and it would go back in time. And You're pretty soon like, I'm, like, I'm like dancing to like, uh, uh, yes, you like know, zombies. the 50s music or something. I feel like they, they yeah. right outside the patio door was the dumpsters. Like literally like oh, that's no, how that's it felt. True. That's how it felt. But that's accurate. I get yeah, it. that is accurate. <laughs> no, but get it. Not metaphor. Oh. Like, that's real. <laughs> yeah, it's it smelled that way too. It, it was a little too real for me. I remember going to Miss Kitty's there. I did my time at Miss Kitty's. There used to be a oh, bathroom in the back. Yeah, yeah, it was perfect for Miss Kitty's and Disco Necro. Everything else was just like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like a little like upscale swishy goth. Well, in that case, our full RIP is the Monte Cristo. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful upscale poem. swishy goth. I keep saying R.I.P. and I keep thinking about Ross Williams and Rocky. Satan <laughs> <laughs> is by far the kindest beast. <gasps> I know where his ashes are. That's why yeah, I was in asked. Hollywood forever. Okay, okay. Have yeah. you seen him there? You know, I never actually That's found right, out where they're I know right behind the, in the, the, the church you were at. Oh, is that That's where I was asking that? Fuck. It's literally right behind that. Oh. I remember when I interrupted you during that recording. Yep. So I'm sorry. No, that's okay. But that, that that's why I was like, I thought you would have already known where it was. That's why I, I assume because there's a lot there, of ashes. I, yeah. That place felt where, especially where he is, felt very sad. It was like yeah. very sad vibes. You, you definitely are an empath. 
Oh, oh God. Yeah. Last night at a party we were at, I saw a spirit. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Right yeah. where yeah. nobody got there. No, or before anyone got there, it was just me and Dan. And I said, is this place haunted? And he goes, they tell me it is. And I'm like, yeah, because I just saw something. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I mean, that happens all the time. Yeah. So it's not even notable. Like to me, I'm just like, it I'm, is what it is. I'm going to drop a weird anecdote about mm-hmm. that, about Dan's apartment and that um, Kat and I once prevented a girl from trying to commit suicide out of his uh, bedroom window. Yes. Whoa. Excuse me? Who? She, I think no one lives in LA, but she is fine. Okay. We're still Facebook friends. Why? Like this was serious? Was it drug induced? Was it? It, it was a very late on a New Year's party. Oh, the famous New and, Year's party. Yeah. Okay. It was not drug induced. She was just having like a drunk and depressive episode and then actually got sober for quite a while after that. Okay. So she's fine. But Kat and I oh. were basically tasked with preventing a suicide that, from Dan's bedroom window. Well, good for you guys. <laughs> um, good I was for you. Person. Okay. Cat like wrangled the girl. Good, good, good. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's very serious. I My know. God. It was gnarly. Oh. So then of course that meant that we had to stay and drink to like so you like just get a hold of yourself. Yeah. Until like seven in the morning to be like, yeah. what the fucking that just drained all of our energy. Mm. Yeah. And I don't mean like, you know, mystically, spiritually. I mean, literally yeah. <laughs> our emotional energy. Well, Mary, how do you handle that? I mean, is it, do you see things? Do you feel things? Mm. What's your... I feel things more than I see them. Okay. Um, I, I work with energy, so I, I can feel yeah. people's energy uh, a lot of the time. Uh, especially if someone is um, feeling highly emotional, I can kind of feel that on them. Mm-hmm. You know, I do my best to just try to soothe people when I see them out or when I see that someone's in need, you know? I, yeah. It's just I my nature. Speaks to so like how I've always thought of you as my magenta mother. Mm. Like you do have that maternal vibe. I think even if I hadn't met you at that particular time in my life, like that does come through to mm. everyone that you meet, I think. Oh, thank you so much. That's so wonderful. I would love, I would love for a time when you and I are both dressed as magenta. We have not had that <gasps> oh, time. Oh my There's God. Yeah. There's I a challenge. Like I was trying to look through, I've been trying to find a bunch of like old flashback pictures for like our Instagram and shit. And I have a picture of you and I together where you're dressed as magenta at like Monte Cristo for something. And also one where I'm dressed as magenta at the Monte Cristo for something. Oh, but not at the same time. <laughs> and neither one is at the new art. <laughs> well, it sounds like a challenge. This yeah. needs to happen. Yeah. Oh, we should. We should magenta that. off. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I have to say though, when I, it was, it was called the monster mash. So I'm like, Magenta's a monster. I'll dress as her. And oh, then you showed up and you like squealed. You just let out this noise when you saw me dress as Magenta. <laughs> I, you never saw me dress as I wasn't. Yeah, because we didn't we were never on cast at the same time. Oh, I yeah. love you remember that because I actually don't, but that sounds exactly like a thing that I would do. <laughs> it was, it was the greatest noise. Like it was just I, like, oh yeah. I'm so glad that that was like burned into your brain apparently. <laughs> yeah, it was. And then someone snapped that picture. Like, yeah. Yeah. I want to see this done. I want to see you guys dressed. <laughs> it will happen. All right. We got Someday. i mean i'm sure i'm gonna want to have you back because we have a lot to talk about but yeah yeah this has been a solid session i'm so happy for you both and this is just a wonderful vehicle for the two of you 
Thank you. And thanks for participating. Thanks for being and part of it. It's so interesting and it's so informative and it's so fun. I just think you guys are just smashing it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Smash. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. Oh, God. All right. I, I got to go. <laughs> thanks, Mayor. Thanks, ladies. Thanks for opening the group. Love you both.